Warning, this episode contains foul language, reference to extreme violence against children, and just for good measure, really foul language. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange and unusual. I'm your host, Ashley Cassidy, and this is part two of our Creepy Kids episode. This week, I'm joined once again by my gorgeous co-host, Lauren Ogle, her amazing sister, Julia, and a bouncing bundle of joy named Wilder. He's also a shrieking bundle of joy, but I did my best to edit that out for you this week. Last week, I dug into some research into the psychic powers of children, their abilities to witness the paranormal, possibly read our thoughts, and even physically influence the world around them using only their minds. This week, Lauren is going to start us off with some real rough stories about children who murder. Um, If you're a consistent listener of our show, you know that we don't really like to get into the gruesomest of gruesome details, so... It's not too graphic, but just so you know, it was hard for us to talk about, so I imagine it will probably be hard to listen to. After that, though, we have a little bit more fun. Julia did some research into the psychology behind why we find kids oh so scary. From Reagan to Damien, from the children of the corn to the orphans at the orphanage, there are many reasons why they are so unsettling, and some of them might not be what you think. Join us next week as I sit down with Joe, Lauren, and a handful of new friends that we got to meet at the May Market for an extra, extra weird episode. Have a great week, you guys. Enjoy the show. Oh, gosh. These stories are terrible. Oh, She's oh, nursing good. her newborn I know. Son. I'm yeah. nursing my Ooh. child right now. <laughs> my um, breast. <laughs> my breast. Julia hit I the just... microphone with her enormous boobs. She... <laughs> yeah. A problem that I don't think I'll ever have. No, me either. Well, maybe. You never know. Um, these stories are awful. Like, need to give a little bit of a warning to our listeners. I'm so sorry. I have, and I will probably start crying because I've been telling Lauren I can't listen to some of your guys's podcasts since I Josie kids. because I'm like, oh, I, well, now I feel awful. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll I'm just keep sorry. drinking. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, I have two stories and they're both rough. Um, this first one, maybe our listeners have heard of this. It was on several websites, so I assume it's pretty well known. I had not, and I'm blown away that children could carry this out. So in February of 1993, February 12th, two 10-year-old boys committed a heinous murder. 10-year-old boys. A heinous murder to a two-year-old boy. <gasps> I think I remember this. John Venables and Robert Thompson. I don't know if I'm saying Venables right. V-E-N-A-B-L-E-S. Venables. Who cares? Screw him. (laughs) Yeah, hate this guy. Fuck that 10-year-old. John Venables (laughs) and Robert Thompson. So yeah, this was back in 1993 in England. So um, John Venables and Robert Thompson, they were at a shopping mall and they skipped school one day at a play, a shopping center near Liverpool, and they went out with the intention of they wanted to abduct a child. And no one knows why, but that was what they wanted to do. So before they got to the eventual victim that we're going to talk about, they actually tried to abduct two other kids. So, oh, my God. Yeah, this story is just crazy. So they were in a department store. And a woman noticed that two young boys were trying to get her child's attention. And moments later, her three-year-old daughter and two-year-old son were missing. The mother quickly found her daughter, luckily, but there was no sign of her son. So she was running around frantically screaming. And then her daughter calmly said, oh, he went outside with the boys. And she was like, oh, my gosh, it was those kids that were looking. So she ran outside and luckily found 
her son being beckoned by Venables and Thompson. The two boys were saying, like, come with us, little guy. And she luckily gra- grabbed him just in time. So those two survived. But if you saw a 10-year-old taking a two-year-old, you wouldn't ever you wouldn't even think, think about anything. it. I mean, you would be like, hey, don't take my two-year-old. But you wouldn't right. be like, well, my two-year-old's going to die. You'd just be like, yeah. oh, gosh, where are they taking him? A ball yeah. pit? They want to play? Yeah. Like, but it's like, hey, right. leave leave him alone like i don't think she was scared in the way of like you were about to murder him no they were just she was just like oh like hey come back over here which when i was 10 it's not what i was wanting to do on a saturday no i just don't i don't yeah i can't connect with this story it Um, blows my mind uh when i was 10 i was in fourth grade no i was playing spyro (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was like playing some video to go to the limited all by myself to, like, where are your parents i know anyway sorry go on Ooh, maybe um, that's problem number one yes exactly so then yeah they aborted that mission obviously and so they were loitering around the mall and then they came to a snack kiosk where they were going to steal some candy when they noticed little two-year-old james bulger by the door of a butcher shop nearby and B-U-L-G-E-R. Again, it could be Bulger. It could be Bulger. I'm going to say Bulger because I don't like the word Bulger. It sounds weird. <laughs> so <laughs> Bulger was with his mother, Denise. And Denise was distracted looking for things in the butcher shop. And while she was distracted, Venables was able to take um, little James by the hand and lead him away. Several shoppers who later were interviewed, there were a bunch of witnesses interviewed later who saw all of this happening along the way, didn't do anything, which it's like we were saying, it's because they saw three children all yeah. hanging out together and no one thought that anything was weird about it. So several shoppers later remembered noticing the trio as they walked through the mall. They probably thought like, cute. Right. Like, yeah. look at these three look at these boys. these two little brothers with their tiny baby brother. Everyone thought they were siblings. And that's Awful. just how everyone held on to it. So sometimes uh, Bulga would run ahead and Venables and Thompson would cry out like, come on, baby, come with us. And so everyone just thought they were related and let him go. Um, they were caught by a surveillance camera leaving the mall at 3.42 p.m. By this time, Denise had noticed her son was missing and was panicking. She thought that her son had been by her side the entire time she was placing her order at the butcher shop. But when she looked down, he was gone. So she found mall security, described her son, what he was wearing. They called over the speaker at the mall, tried to find him. But by 4.15, when they realized he was nowhere to be found in the mall, he was officially reported missing to the police. So, meanwhile, while all of this is happening, Venables, Thompson, and Bulger had left the mall, and the toddler was crying out for his mom, which witnesses do remember seeing, but again thought, well, he's with his brothers, so it's okay. The older boys were ignoring his cries, and they were leading him to a secluded area near a canal. At the canal, they dropped Bulger on his head and left him on the ground crying. A woman passing, who was later interviewed, noticed Bulger crying, but did nothing. Uh Venables and Thompson then called for Bulger to follow them, and he still followed because he was a two-year-old boy and was just following the only supervision that he had nearby. By now, his forehead was bruised and cut and bleeding, and Venables and Thompson decided to pull his hood over with from the hooded sweatshirt he was wearing to try and hide the injury so they could keep walking. Additional passerbys could see the partially covered forehead injury, and one person even remembers noticing a tear on Bulger's cheek, but still did nothing, thinking he was in the care of his brothers. The older boys then meandered around Liverpool, past shops, buildings, parking lots, past tons of people, walking down all the busiest streets and witnesses. Some remember seeing Bulger laughing, while others remember seeing him resisting and screaming for his mom, but still no one did anything yeah that'd be that'd be a tough call because it's yeah, like, like well, what do you do with two 10 year olds you wouldn't think that two 10 year olds would be doing anything wrong exactly but at the same time they're 10 so you could at least approach and be like do you need help yeah where's, caring for this two-year-old where's your, where's your mom? mom do you guys need help yeah. like can we find your mother for you but yeah. At one point, a woman remembers seeing Thompson kick Bulger in the ribs and also Tom- Thompson punch Bulger and shake him. But she just pulled her curtains shut and blocked out the scene because Excuse it was upsetting me. her too much. Yeah, that one makes me mad. Oh, I don't think I would not be able to sit He's back too. if I saw that. Yeah, I would run out. Even if I thought it was his brother, I would run out and be, be like, like, where's hey. your mother? What are you yeah. doing to him? Yeah. yeah. Be like, what are you doing? One bystander provided a glimmer of hope just for a moment. 
um, because the evening was approaching. And so this elderly woman saw Bulger crying, saw his injuries and approached the trio to say, what's wrong? Where's your, where's this child's mother? And the two boys said, we just found him at the bottom of the hill. We're trying to help him. And apparently this was satisfying enough. The boys seemed earnest and sweet. So she was satisfied with their explanation. And she said, OK, take him immediately to the police station down the street. And they said, of course. And she let it be. So these they, people in Liverpool. I know. Yeah. Like <laughs> really pissing me off. So they kept going um, until they eventually arrived at a railway. The boys hesitated here, reconsidering what they were about to do, possibly, which this is all later seen on CCTV footage, apparently. Um, It looks like they started to hesitate and reconsider, but then eventually stayed. Um, They turned back towards the, at the time, deserted railway and is believed that the brutal torture and murder took place between 5.45 and 6.30 p.m., because the story is so upsetting, I don't want to go into detail of what they did because I feel like it will make you all cry. <laughs> I th- I've heard it before, but I yeah. don't know if I know the specifics. It was horrible. They did awful things to him. He was dead. It was later said by a coroner that he was found on the railroad tracks and they were able to track it back that he was dead from what the boys did to him, not from being set on railroad tracks and getting hit by a train, which is awful in itself but that was how they left him in order to cover what they had right. done they, didn't- they had beaten him senseless uh, but then left him on the tracks to say let's make this look like an accident they put his dead body onto the tracks and left him basically there was little to go on at the time before anyone had checked CCTV footage from the mall from the railway from anything people believed the parents were the reason for him being missing. It was just treated as a missing child's report. And everyone was like, look into the mom, look into the dad. Of course it wouldn't be children. But then finally, when someone checked the mall footage, they saw that the three boys had left together and then they were able to do some digging, take the boys out of school and interview them. But still, even once the boys were taken out of school, they didn't believe that like what had actually happened to the little boy, how brutal it was, could have been two 10-year-old boys. But finally, I believe it was Thompson. Oh, no, it was Venables finally admitted and said, I did kill him. Will you please tell his mom that I'm sorry? And Venables seemed to be the more vulnerable one, the one who was more upset about it and like came clean saying, I wish we hadn't done this, but we did. Please tell his mom saying mom that we're so sorry. Whereas Thompson didn't cry at all, stayed stone faced, said it was all Venables idea that he had nothing to do with it. And this, he's the kid that creeped everybody out. Yeah, and I was like, going to say, it sounds like he was actually the mastermind. And yes, that and the other kid got roped into it. it yeah. I guess he seemed just so disconnected and unemotional. Well, and it seems like he's like, manipulative, too, from yes. being like, no, I had nothing to do with it. Like, it was all right. this kid's idea. Yes. And like, future serial killer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, he was already Budding, up to no yeah. good at age 10 and could have done so much worse. Um. Yeah, they called him the boy who did not cry in the press, and they were both charged. They couldn't be charged. They had to be charged as minors. Their identities were withheld from the public for a long time, but they did need to be kept um, under psychiatric care and kept behind bars. Um, People outside the courtroom, though, did not care that they were kids. Everyone was like, these kids need to be in jail for the rest of their Mm -hmm. lives, like blood for blood. Yeah, especially if you, you know, we're we're definitely not the kind of podcast that goes into the details, the gruesome details of stuff. We're more interested in like what happens afterwards, like the psychology behind it, like Mm -hmm. the law, like how people get away with things or exactly. But if you look up what exactly they did, because I do remember this case Mm -hmm. now, what exactly they did to this just over two year old. Yeah. Like my daughter's just about to be two. I can't fathom. Yeah. You just, anyone could hurt. That's the thing is like, I understand that they are minors, but that is, it's just, it's too dangerous to have them out. Oh, yeah. They were old enough to know what they were doing. I mean, 10 is still so young, and I can't believe that two 10-year-olds would carry this out, but they are old enough to know right from wrong. They knew what they were doing. I'd find them, and I'd kill them. Yeah, right? (laughs) I think think that's how... Now that I have Josie, I would find you, and I would kill you. I think that's how the parents were reacting in this town. That's why everyone was in outrage. Like, I don't care that these were kids. Like, you do not... This is insane. You do not mess with our children. Like, we want blood for blood. Like, a 10-year-old 
like you said, is old enough to know right from wrong. They're even old enough to know, like, not to push down another, like a three-year-old or a four-year-old. They know that that's wrong. They might still do it because they're 10, Mm -hmm. but you don't go on, like, a psychopath rampage murder potentially double murder they tried to take two kids at yep. first you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because they just wanted just because they wanted they to just wanted to they wanted to skip school and do man. this yep um the weirdest thing Sorry is about you psychiatrists and authorities have never been able to conclude on an exact motive and no one thinks that these boys were actual sociopaths which i'm like i think thompson the boy yeah. with no thompson remorse 100 like was it. but they mm-hmm. weren't able to like professionally come to that conclusion um, so they don't know exactly why. There's nothing completely concrete that they can come to. It's kind of just Are this big jail? mystery. Are they still alive? Um, no, they were eventually released oh my. years and years later. And their names have been changed. In 2001, the boys were released. And this happened in 1993. Um, both boys were released <laughs> and their names have been changed so that so they're they not were, murdered by so society. Eight years. So they're 18. Yeah. So when they turned 18, they right. were let go. And they were released partly because their behavior was so good. They were never violent. Um, they served their time. Apparently, they were both very quiet, kept to themselves. They were released when they were 18. Their names were changed for their Scheming. safety because this everyone would have just taken tell that them to down. the mom like oh right. they were really well behaved yeah they yeah. were really well behaved when they were in prison so yep we let them go home and they're just out i mean that's a home. tough one it i is. mean it's not but it is it's tough to put a 10 year old away for life that's mm-hmm. crazy it's, it's tough for me to be like to put a 30 year old away for life mm-hmm. for something like manslaughter or, you know something where yeah. it's like not concrete for sure this person deliberately murdered another person like it's hard for me to put someone away from like to deal with the idea of putting someone away for life so a 10 year old that is hard but at the same time i know but it's just so heinous yeah awful that's what happened to the guy who did america's most wanted forever and ever and ever his son what happened oh yeah oh right 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 and, murdered uh, when he was murdered. like super super little could hardly talk or walk oh it's so awful so this next story <laughs> sorry <laughs> to just keep the energy keep really depressing and awful this doesn't fully fit into i guess we're doing children and we're mostly talking about young children and this murder was 14 so he is That's a little so older creepy. but yeah still young way yeah. too young to be doing awful things um like once his- again i had puberty hair acne was not thinking about didn't really know like 14 what was that eighth grade probably freshman freshman like 13 is a perm i had braces yeah i had i just got my braces off Ooh, (laughs) i was like looking real fly (laughs) no i was still very weird looking i had braces and i had really 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 long i had never had a haircut i don't think like in my life (laughs) And I wore a lot of metallic eyeshadow. Yes, I definitely so wore the metallic. So not plotting the murder, we're all agreeing. Not plotting murder. <laughs> Random people. Well, well, well maybe. Maybe there were people uh, we disliked girl, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I take that back. <laughs> you never know. So this is also a very popular story. I've heard it on a couple of other podcasts and then officially looked it up. So this is Joshua Phillips. He is from Jacksonville, Florida, and he is awful. On November 3rd, 1998, at around 5 o'clock p.m., Maddie Clifton, also from Jacksonville, Florida, eight-year-old little girl, I know, disappeared. She had been playing outside all day, and it was normal that her mom would call her in for dinner time. Her older sister, Jessie, who was age 11, was playing outside as well. And so she was like, come in, girls. Jessie came running in right away. They put dinner on the table, and her mom was like, where is your sister? And she's like, I don't know. She was playing with other neighbors. We haven't been by each other for a while. She's like, okay, well, can you go outside and try and find her? Jesse went out, like ran up and down the street, came back in, said, I don't see Maddie anywhere. The mom called a couple of the neighbors. No one, unfortunately, knew where Maddie was. Mm. She wasn't in anyone's yard, in anyone's house. So they officially decided to call the police. And a search party started within the next 24 hours. So 
the entire neighborhood, basically their entire close-knit community was out looking for this girl over the next few days, including Josh Phillips. He had his flashlight out every night and was looking for her. He was their next-door neighbor. Him and Maddie had played together multiple times. Him and the older sister, Jesse, had played together multiple times. He was a good kid for all that they knew. Flyers were distributed. The FBI finally became involved. And then a full week after the disappearance, Josh Phillips' mother, Melissa, went to clean his room and found that his waterbed seemed to be leaking. Upon further examination, she discovered Maddie Clifton's body was hidden inside the base of the waterbed. She promptly ran outside her home and went across the street to get the police who were hanging out at the at Maddie's house because they were just kind of on 24-hour Which watch. Which props to that mom. I know. For like, I don't care if my son did this. Right. Well, she has been interviewed and she said she sat in his room for about an hour just like okay. bawling and oh, had the moment of like, do, yes, yeah. do I turn my son in or do I protect him? But then she came to the conclusion, this is so absurd. Of course, I'm going to turn him in. But uh, yeah, it's what your son. What am I going to do? Get rid of the body? Yeah. Like- you can't do anything. But I do understand the wanting to protect your son. And she had that moment of, I want to be yeah, a mama bear. Yeah. That instinct to, oh, this is my son. What do I do with this situation? But then she ran out and got the police. They determined after checking out Maddie's body that the cause of death was due to stabbing and clubbing with a baseball bat. Phillip's defense was that the event happened when he was home alone and that Maddie came over to his house to say, please come outside and play baseball with me. Phillips agreed, even though he was not allowed to have friends over while his parents were gone. So as the two were playing baseball, apparently Maddie threw the ball at him. And when he hit it, the ball hit Maddie in the eye and she began screaming and crying and even bleeding. And knowing that his father would be home at any minute, Phillips panicked because he didn't want his father's crazy reaction to be beating him because apparently he was abusive. He was an Mm -hmm. alcoholic, which is probably the reason that... Josh Phillips is a little off. It always mm-hmm. comes back to the family life. We talk about that on the podcast a lot. Um, he did not want to see his abusive father's reaction when he got home. He knew he would be in trouble. So he said he dragged Maddie into the house and took her into his room where he proceeded to strangle her with a phone cord to stop her from crying. And then when she still continued to struggle, he hit her with a baseball bat and then stuffed her in the base of his bed. He was just in full panic mode, said he kind of blacked out out of fear and when Josh's father returned home, he went to talk to him and cover all of his tracks and then came back to the room. Maddie was actually still alive, <gasps> moaning underneath his bed. So then he, this is when he removed the mattress and stabbed her 11 times, which is when she officially died. Goodness. He was brought to court in Polk County, Florida, and was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Florida. Even though he was underage, they still, because the crime was so awful, they still sentenced him to life without parole. The autopsy did not reveal sexual assault, but Maddie's body was naked from the waist down, which Phillips swears through and through that he did not assault her and that wasn't what it was about, that he truly was just doing this out of fear. I don't buy his story at all, but I don't know that he necessarily sexually assaulted her. I think the murder was intentional. It seems... His story just doesn't match up to me. And they also said that they found torture porn on his computer and he was very into masochism. So to me, I think the murder happened because he was experimenting and into some weird stuff. But I think if they didn't find that he had inserted anything in her, sorry to get dark, or there just wasn't any sexual abuse found, maybe... I don't know. Maybe that part is true. Maybe it wasn't a sexual thing for him. Yeah. Well, it could be a sexual thing for him. He he might not have actually like done anything, raped the body, but he, he could just have wanted her to be naked. Maybe I mean, he could have had a sexual release from the murder itself without true. having to. A lot of serial killers did that. I mean, you know, you've got like Ted Bundy, who is an actual necrophiliac, who mm-hmm. necrophiliac, who would like have sex with the bodies. But a lot of serial killers would ejaculate just by the killing yeah and they wouldn't have to actually rape it's true 14 seems a little young for that right and they i I mean they even thought the torture porn he was way too young for that but yeah this boy i mean he definitely had his issues and you can't completely blame the parents and we talk about this all the time with adult serial killers too a lot of times they have a terrible childhood but 
a lot of people have bad childhoods and grow up to be stronger and better because of it. And they choose to live a life of good and positive things. But some people just are too messed up. It's hard. Yeah. Especially if you're experiencing trauma during developmental stages. Sometimes, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Like if you experience a certain trauma during a very specific phase I mean, it might not even be like abuse from your parents. It could be something like, you know, the loss of someone important to you at a very specific time in your life or I don't know. that stunts A car accident. Yeah. Yeah. A a certain specific developmental period in your life. And it it really can just make you a monster. I know. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad because, yeah, I mean, 14, again, he's not a tiny child, but still way too young to be having these thoughts, having these desires. And I also feel for him that he had a father that he was terrified of. And it's, I'm happy that he was given life in prison, even though he was underage. And I think he absolutely deserved it. And this is a very heinous crime. And, Mm -hmm. and it took a lot of, it took a lot of effort. It takes a lot of effort to beat someone with a bat and then to go stab them. To, right and to go back and instead of like even then he could have been like okay just go dump her on her like mom's porch and maybe she'll be okay yeah like the effort yeah, he that it took to kept, do all these he things. kept going back and doing more yeah. and just saying like i have to or in his words saying i have to silence her she's crying well, i don't want to get in thing. trouble yeah he hit her in the head right and yep. she was bleeding and crying so i could understand like in that moment freaking out losing control and hitting her over the head with a bat right just like shut up shut up that's it. Right. Or like covering her mouth yeah. and like accidentally smothering her. But the first thing he did was hit her with the bat and then tried to strangle her with a cord. With a phone cord, yeah. And he and dragged then her inside her with to bat. his room. And, and then, yeah. It just, yeah, it's, that's what I keep going back yeah, to. Like this, this was something for him. He won, I, he was experimenting, it seems like. He Speaking didn't have of, any other victims. So she unfortunately was his first and only exploration in this, which was awful young serial murderers uh my friend Dahmer is on hbo right now (gasps) i need to watch that it's fantastic so i can watch it on hbo i didn't know it it just got added like i just saw it on there Um, well i know what we're doing we watched it (laughs) a couple days ago but ross lynch from Mm -hmm. sabrina and nickelodeon or whatever the fuck Disney. He plays, yeah, Disney. Uh, he plays Dumber. Right. He plays like a teenage I've been Jeffrey Dahmer. Watch this forever. <gasps> it's oh so good. You have to watch it. I'm so proud of Ross Lynch from breaking free from Disney and doing Dahmer. Some people do it better than others. Yes. Oh Absolutely. My Being <laughs> oh my creepy God. and Dahmer. And also, I love him so much as Harvey and Sabrina. I'm like, I love that he actually busted free and did well. Well, this performance is like real good. In- insane. It's what? so good. I can't believe it's Dahmer in high school. Yes. yes. So basically, it's based off a graphic novel called My Friend Dahmer, uh, which was written by a guy who was in high school with Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh my gosh! So oh. it's not really about like I mean it. it it's, it's sort of like a coming of age movie. Okay. About a guy who you know eventually turns out to Which be a serial I love monster. That. Yeah. I so love the before. It's, yeah, it's not too, seeing what so, they were like. And and I the the reviews for the the movie I saw so many reviews that were so negative and the more I looked at them though the, the reviews were all like you don't even see him like kill anybody and it's like That's not what it's about. It's him in high school. He didn't kill anyone in high school. Like right. he didn't kill anyone until he was like uh, in his very late teens or early 20s and I remember but we're seeing um, where this guy came from. This is was after high school. No. <laughs> It's no. not. It's literally like almost like a teen movie that's really dark with like mm-hmm. a character that you it's it's just hard to watch Which something I like love. that where you know what happens to this mm-hmm. person. It's yeah. really sad. But Ross Lynch amazing. Amazing. And it's it. got the kid from Hereditary. We'll the to, guy oh. with the mole. He's great. Oh, I see I Jumanji. Even everything he's in too. Yeah. yeah. Juma- even Jumanji. He's hilarious. I know. He's great. He's very funny in That's this. Awesome. Watch it tomorrow and then text me the whole time you're watching it. Oh, we, we will. will. Play We've by been play. like, the whole week I've been here, we're like, okay, what do we watch today? Yeah. We, do, we need it's a been really, killing. Is it a movie? Eve, the killing. It's a movie. Oh. Yeah. And now it'll be my friend Dahmer. We're doing all these crazy dark shows. <laughs> this is which what is we do. Yeah, we while, there's getting, uh, while there's getting his 
Wilder's got to know. He's, yep. Yeah. So he can watch more, out uh, for the awful stories. Oh, no. I cut it down to two because <laughs> they were honestly making me so upset. That's okay. I did. It sounds weird saying honorable mention because they're not honorable. Right. The story I was going to talk about, but cut, and you guys can just Google it if you're feeling creepy and want to know. Eric Smith, he's a 13 year old boy. He murdered another little boy after luring him into the woods nearby and abused him and killed him. And it's all horrible because they were both just tiny tots. So Eric Smith, little monster, little redheaded, creepy monster. If you want to go look him up. It's so awful. Like, and this, (laughs) when children who kill and it's adults, I can just sit there and listen for hours. But like all these children killing other children, I'm just like, oh God. Are there any stories about children that kill adults? I feel there like there is. That was another one I almost talked about. More, there was a kid older. who shot his stepmom. He was he wasn't super old. Let's I see if I saw the, the one that had like a up. party and killed his parents while he was having this party and they were just dead in his bedroom the whole oh, time. Oh Jesus. Well, oh, you know, there but he was like one. 17. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot Angsty. of teenagers that kill their oh. parents. Kip Kinkle, 11. Jordan oh, Brown, shit. I still had the tab open. Jordan Brown, age 11, shot his father's fiance in 2009. She was eight months pregnant. Oh, no. Mom and baby, it's unfortunately, died. Yeah, and they... But that wasn't his mother? It wasn't his mother. Yeah. It was father's fiance. He was getting remarried, so there was some... And having a something, new baby. Yeah, and, something was yeah. going on in the head. He was a little jealous and didn't like it. But yeah, 11 years old. Anyone can shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. That can happen in a split second, and it can require no thought almost whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not like, I don't know what happened to that kid, but I highly doubt he went to prison for life. No, he didn't. Yeah, because that's just... That could happen to anybody. I don't think it was an accident. It definitely seems like it wasn't an accident, but he was claiming it was an accident and they they didn't have enough to go on to put him in prison forever. Right. And yeah, it's like they would at the same time, like you can't like that's not a Oh, baby. (gasps) All right. So we've talked about psychic powers in children. (laughs) We've talked about kids seeing ghosts. We've talked about kids who fucking kill people. And uh, what's left? We need to talk about <laughs> why they're scary. Horror movies and I why they're imagine. scary. I know. Yeah. I can only why imagine after scary? the story. Yeah, <laughs> after all the things that we've talked about. Tell us. So, yes. <laughs> and I'll be interested to hear if you guys have other things to say because everything that I read basically said the same thing, which I think we all know, like, it's the difference between a little innocent kid doing awful, terrible things. Yeah. And like in it's our like brains, we're like, this is not this isn't right. correct. And this is like what's happening. Our brains can't even comprehend. And especially after having Josie, I'm like, if I heard her say, they're here. Oh, yeah. Or like the Freddy, like, like one, mm-hmm. two, three. Mm-hmm. Or one, one two, two Freddy's, Freddy's coming for you. for you. Yeah, the children's I'd be songs. like, what the fuck? Yeah, My no- child is going to kill us all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no children's songs allowed in right. this house. Right. right. Children are also denied a voice or they are told they don't know what they're saying because they're young or inexperienced. So like you were talking about, a lot of times people just discount what does come out of a child's mouth because like, oh, they're just making it up. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. They probably dreamt it. So when they do say something like that, we're almost like the ones trying to like cope. We're like, okay. Okay. Get it together. Pretend like they didn't say that. (laughs) Like they're just young and stupid. I'm not going to cry. Awful. There's a book about this, which I went to maybe purchase it on Amazon. It didn't have the best ratings. And as I was reading like that, you know how they give you an example. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'd want a whole book about this, but it's called Unheimlich. Unheimlich. Unheimlich? U-N-H-E-I-M-L-I-C-H, which means unhomely or not right. Oh, okay. Okay. And Freud actually had like, I think he also wrote a lot about this. He called it uncanny. And so it can be anything that's just like, uh, like a little makes, off. Yeah, makes you shiver a bit. Yeah. It's and the same reason that we don't like clowns. Yes. There's something just so Because off. they they play these kind of sad stupid characters with these like fake painted on smiles and mm-hmm. there's just something about it that bothers you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's a painted on face. Like you can't tell what the actual 
motive or emotion is behind right. that paint. Yeah. So it's like something's off and I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. makes me, me feel mad. uneasy. Right. <laughs> I'm angry at you. <laughs> it. Like, it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's Pennywise. And the, the, that awful movie that's just called Clown that we watched. That was. Oh God. I Don't scared. watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was. That was a, there was a reason you were scared of him. He yes. was a murdering clown. Yes, he that was. That ate children. So yes. that is why you were scared. That's true. <laughs> There's I'm no question about, like, about that. Street clowns. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we were just there. That's very valid. But um, nothing, and it's not necessarily like it's grotesque or sinister, but something is slightly not right, which I think is even worse. Yeah. If I know I'm going to watch Saw or a slasher movie, I'm like, okay. I, I know can that prepare that's myself. Yeah. yeah, but if something's just like, like I, it follows, really bothered me. And yeah. then I, this has nothing to do with children. This no. is just more the uncanny. But like, that's such a good example, though. Because, and even if I think about it, not even watching the movie, if I didn't know when something would be coming for me, because you know they can have sex and pass it along, and mm-hmm. what if all those people die? You never know. So like, yeah. if I just that's worse. If yep. that's where, like, you don't I can't. Know like, when it makes my coming. Yeah. yeah. And just the idea of someone walking towards you kind of at a slow pace. And what if they're not? And, the yeah. And you're like, what if you're, you're just like, a person? So just walking something at me? off, yeah. like doppelgangers and twins on Heimlich talks about, mm-hmm. which is why the kids <laughs> in The Shining are like the ultimate um, definition of unheimlich. First of all, they're twins, which there's always something uncanny about that. They know each other's oh, yes. thoughts. They're the, the, I mean, anything yeah, that looks a exactly. Episode. A double image. It's just yeah. kind of weird. Or someone finishing each other's like sentences. Sentences. Mm-hmm. And sentences. then they say, like, Danny, yeah. come play with us. Come play and it's with like us. the like, ultimate. Like, this is a red flag. Like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> so many flags. <laughs> I'm not going to go down now. that hallway. Which, going back to the doppelganger thing, I hear at least four times a week. You look just like my cousin Jessica or like, oh, my God, you are. And I don't know if many people hear that every day, I don't. but that makes me feel a little like weird. weird. And I don't know if it's at all tied to like experiences that I have or that I uh, I feel like I have some sensitivity or something about me. But yeah, I, I hear know. it like a million times a week or you look just like um or my best friend, or my cousin, or my neighbor, and I'm like, what do I do with that? But yeah, I don't that's know. Well, I'll me. kill like, them. That's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> I always know because what I get is you look like Winona Ryder, and I'm like, first of all, no, I don't. You don't. I have dark but... hair and I have big dark eyes. That's yep. it. And one time I had very short hair, like a buzz cut. That's the only reason you say I look like Winona Ryder. Uh-huh. Shut it. <laughs> wrong. You're, You're wrong. wrong. You're wrong. You're incorrect. So if anyone's ever like, you look like mine, I'm like, no, I don't. Like, shut I don't up. I don't. Right? I don't at all. No. I don't. We might have like the <laughs> same nostrils and that's it. And you're just- <laughs> I think it's weird you get it like almost oh, every day or my, multiple my times life, a week because everyone like, gets that every once in a while, mm-hmm. but that's weird. And I recently started a new job and two people in the same day were like, oh my gosh, you look so familiar to me, which maybe it's that, like the different timelines that you guys talk about. Oh, that's just true. uncanny to me like just feels why weird. do I look familiar to all these people yes I mean maybe you let's just play for a second if it was a alternate timeline theory like what if you started the job in an alternate timeline a week earlier yeah so they're like I've seen you before they've seen you before but yeah. they haven't they're, this alternate right. timeline their doppelganger in the oh, alternate yes. timeline yeah. has seen you before right but you know what you think about did you ever see three identical strangers oh gosh no i just so saw good. that on um what's it on right now i think it's on amazon okay. maybe, maybe on my flight i was like do i oh, watch this oh, dude yeah. watch it okay. girl I mean, it's a documentary but that's so kind good. of it's not a spoiler like so many things happen but basically this guy went off to college and everyone was like Hey man, like acting like they knew oh. him, and he was like, "Hey, Hi, like it was his first day, mm-hmm. and like everyone was so nice." He's like, "Everyone's really nice here." Turns it turns out, it was out his brother. It was his twin brother who he didn't know existed. Oh my gosh! Going to the exact same college, so unheimlich. I mean, unheimlich. <laughs> unheimlich. <laughs> I mean, that can't be you with you because with a grunt. I know unheimlich. you're. I know your parents and yeah. <laughs> you don't have a twin, but I'm just Pretty saying positive right. Right. crazier no things have happened right. than crazy. having a, a doppelganger. Go on. So that's that's the uncanny. That, right. Yes. 
which children are often uncanny when they're put with evil or mm-hmm. loss of innocence or sinister. Yeah. Children do not know the norms of society yet. We, well, well at least we think. Um, but in general, yeah, like Josie doesn't know that you can't poop your pants in the middle of Target. Like, right. They don't know she the does norms. it every time. Right. She does it every time. <laughs> Makes me really happy. <laughs> so while we as adults like depend on these normals, if if anything strays from that, we get really anxious or we're like, why? why? You can't do that. Like, no, even though we're all born that way, which that's yeah. kind of going back to what you said when that's why I think anyway, spirits like spirits can attract to children or they're more sensitive as they don't have a filter yet. So they're yeah. just open to everything. And also it, they don't have a filter like in a sense that they don't know that they shouldn't be seeing that thing. But they yeah. also don't have the filter of you know you see something crazy and you're like well i don't want to sound crazy so i'm not gonna yeah, tell anyone right but kids exactly. are just like there's a monster in my bed mm-hmm. right. deal so mom take care of that yeah i need um. help <laughs> that makes us really ASAP. anxious we're like no there's not a monster in your bed <laughs> no there's, there's not, not. There's just not. turn not the real. light on in opposition kids who have supernatural or sociopathic understanding and elect to ignore the norms of society which mm. i think once again is even worse like yeah. oh you're like the thompson kid you're a crazy yeah. fucking piece of shit kid yep. and you know it's bad to abuse and torture a two-year-old but you did it anyway that i think is a general human or adult makes us feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, is, I mean, it makes you feel uncomfortable when a grown adult does that. Yeah. But at least when a grown adult does that, you know that there are there are sick people, there are sexual perversions, there mm-hmm. are, you know, there's, there's mental disorders that can cause that. But for 10-year-olds, it's just kind of like does not compute. No. Does not right. compute. Right. Like you're supposed to be happy playing with your friends at least not murderous murdering yeah. yeah a good example of that would be damien which i oh hell yes <laughs> he's like the epitome of mm-hmm. oh yeah um he's aware of his own evil and still just chooses to do all these terrible things do you think that damien is aware that he is like the antichrist before his nanny tells him about it or do you think that he becomes aware of his power and that he's the antichrist after he gets that nanny who's like you're very special Damien I feel like it's got to be the latter because how did he make it eight years without like any of these killing crazy possessed demonic behaviors yeah, like his mom and dad seem so surprised like yeah. oh my god he's oh my god the he's antichrist. like yeah I think is I think it had to have been the nanny that's like you're special and here's why. Mm-hmm. Awoke that in him. Yeah, which is I mean it doesn't make him less scary. It's right. just something that popped in my head so and I was like great. I'm gonna ask right. this question. No, that's okay. I <laughs> I agree with the last. I guess that would be. Inter- Do they ever go into his past? No, I mean the only thing that uh, happens is his first nanny hangs herself at his party. That is like what fifth, sixth birthday party, yeah, sixth. Like birthday party she hangs herself and he like witnesses it and he's like kind of scared and then the new nanny that comes in is the one that's like you're special Damien hmm. Reagan of course of course yes. she's an interesting example she's defiled one of the theories for her mother's sins sins impiousness and then that in turn makes us feel I th- I feel like that movie's terrifying because you want the demon to die, you don't want her to be hurt in right. the process. So what's the I mean literally the lesser two evils is like we feel uncomfortable because number one a child no one should ever be possessed. It's horrible when you see it, it happening to a child. Yeah. hurting herself. In the process, is she going to die? She's hurting other people. Do you stop it? So she's a really good example. Well, and with Reagan, too, it's like the shit that comes out of her mouth. Let Jesus fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stabbing herself with the crucifix in the, the hoo-ha. Vajay. Put it, shoving her own mother's face there yeah. afterwards. Like the stuff, that's the thing. That's like an extreme example. The Exorcist is still to this day the scariest movie I've ever seen mm-hmm. and ever will see. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It just is. 
your mother sucks cocks in hell. Like the things that come out of her mouth yes. are children aren't supposed to well, the even thing say is, the word like, like penis. It's unsettling yeah, it's to watch shocking. Girl say yeah, it. yeah, it's shocking if an adult would say that. I'd be like, Jesus. Right. But instead, it's an eight-year-old, and I'm like, Oh my god, she I cannot believe that. this movie she was even made. She shouldn't yes. know those words. She shouldn't know that exactly. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Reagan's next she's, level shit. Right. And once again, going back to Uncanny, when she's like, when she just comes down to the party and stares at everyone and pees herself, like, it's not wrong. She might be sleepwalking, but there's something so scary about her just standing there. The crawl, uh, the crab crawl, that's just, I mean, and that's not just Uncanny. That's like, that's like. No one should be able to do that, but <laughs> the sight of it is just I think like, the Ooh. most uncanny part in that movie, if we're going for like the uncanny portion, is when she's sitting in the chair and the psychiatrist is talking to her and she's holding her arm like this. Yes. And she's just sitting there and her arm, like nothing is off. She's just mm-hmm. sitting there. She's not doing but anything wrong. Her arm is raised at like a 90 degree angle and her wrist is limp and she, mm-hmm. that's it. That's what's happening. And, and it's just like, like put your fucking you arm down. It's so down. scary. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your arm up right now? <laughs> I need answers. Is it licking Buddha? Answers. What's happening? <laughs> I'm licking Buddha. Buddha here. <laughs> Are they dancing? Which? <laughs> <laughs> Are they dancing? Are they dancing? You used to sleepwalk and you'd come sit on the stairs to the basement where my friends and I were watching a movie and just stare at us. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I do remember mom saying that. She said I did it to her and dad sometimes. They'd be down in the basement and I'd just come sit there and look at them. And she'd be like, Lauren. And I would just stare with dead eyes. And she was like, okay, well. Back to bed with you. Did you sleepwalk a lot? Not a lot. Because I think it was only like a handful of times across my childhood. Only once when it was that bad. Right. So I don't think, I wouldn't say it was like all the time, buddy. But a decent enough amount, and I was a creeposaurus every time. So, <laughs> so that was that. And then horror just forces us to doubt what we think we know about children. So we think they should be innocent, and we think that they are inexperienced and don't understand what's going on. But a lot of times, children are very like mature, and they take in more than we think, very and especially observant. as parents. It scares me, like we were talking about. We hope we raise them right. And I think every parent watching a scary movie is like, what if that were my kid? What would I do? I don't want to lose my child to evil. I don't want to lose my child to murderous tendencies. Like, Mm -hmm. it makes us feel very like that could happen to us. That makes me really uncomfortable. I'm going to go home and... Make sure that that doesn't happen to my child, no matter yeah, what it takes. Golden child. <laughs> I mean, you also don't want your kid to say "cunt" in daycare. Yes. Nope. You know what I mean. Sure so, don't. like, there's so much that you have to like. Children absorb everything. Yes. Nothing is deflected off. They absorb Nothing. everything, whether they know it or not. They're absorbing it, yep. mm-hmm. which is why it's so important to sponges. have like healthy relationships around your little baby and like mm-hmm. healthy. Right. And I don't know. Alec, my husband and I are already like. Okay, we got to stop cussing, even though she's oh, like so hard. Since 18 months, we're like, put a quarter in the jar. Like, yeah. How right. else are we just going to How are we going to squash this? <laughs> right. We feel sympathy for anything bad happening to young kids, yeah. which clearly, like, I was just about to cry listening to the Bulger, Bulger yeah, kid. Like, so even seeing Reagan, even though she's doing these horrible things, or Damien, you're like, oh, but it's not his fault. It's right. not her fault. You it's also not- don't want to see. Damien get like slaughtered. Yeah, right. you're just like, can we just lock him away? <laughs> right, forever. Keep him just yeah. In the yeah. <laughs> right. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I also feel like with children in horror movies, you know, the creepy children or the evil children or what what have mm-hmm. you, they're never just pure evil. Maybe Damien. Yeah, he is. Damien's like it's the only one. He- <laughs> but like. Every other child, it's sort of like there's a backstory that makes you like Samara from the. Ring. I was just Samara. gonna say that. Yeah, it's like yeah, she's evil, but look, look at what her childhood. Her, her father wanted her dead. Yep. Yeah, locked her in a room where she had one little TV, probably with one channel, mm-hmm. in a barn with horses. Yeah. Like, and then her as mom her only company. Her. Yeah, that's interesting because what's her fate, Rachel? 
brings Samara's murder to light and then she thinks that's the answer and Samara keeps killing people anyway. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. uh, <laughs> no, 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 I am not done. I'm not Listen, done yet. You better show this to everyone you know. Goddamn well, yes. I'm killing all y'all motherfuckers. Or even like Jace from Pet Cemetery. Yes. It's like, yeah, he's like murdering people at the end. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen <laughs> the 90s version of Pet Cemetery. But like, he was also a sweet little cute adorable boy who got hit by a semi. Right. And his dad was so distraught that he buried him in an Indian burial ground so that he would come back to life. Yeah. And then he's it's a killer fault. zombie. Like, <laughs> but it's not his fault. You don't want to see him get like pulverized. Right. right. You're just like, can you just go back to sleep? Yeah. You go night night? Go night night? <laughs> go play night night forever? Indians. Forever <laughs> Forever night night? <laughs> it's also interesting like the childlike nature of these kids they can that they can flip back and forth that's uncanny they yeah. lure you in and then they chop your head off like right. yes. that's so it's, man- it's a manipulation which like i said earlier kids aren't capable of yeah i mean they once they get to a certain age they kind of are because they can be like i haven't i brushed my teeth and it's like i know you didn't brush your I teeth know you didn't and it's like you yeah liar. i did <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's as much as they're capable of doing. Right. Or like, no, I didn't have a cookie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I know you had a cookie. And they're like, right. but I, I might but not. I, I did. But I did not. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's as manipulative as that's they can the be. So like, if they're manipulative in a way that they're like, you know, trying to get close to you to murder you, then it's like, okay, kids are not capable of this right what are you right because you're not a child right, right. you're supposed to be innocent like yes. once again you're not your brain's not supposed to go there young reagan or <laughs> i read in a theory that like we view children as the last hope to like keep the earth going which they are True. Yeah. to do good to be better than you were to not like carry on your mistakes and so it's really creepy and sad and horrible when you realize your kid's not what you hoped or not even your own kid like in the movies you're like well we're all fucked if this kid yes, is gonna this is what the kids are doing <laughs> what yeah, does that say about every school. other adult right and then parents just feeling guilt or ad- not even parents adults like if i hadn't had josie and my brother who has five children with his wife if I ever felt like, is it something I did? Is it something like when we were raising them or I was babysitting or they just saw me do or see my husband do or we feel guilt for how they turned out. So that makes us feel really anxious and uncomfortable. Like that's why you're really scary too is like, I feel like I failed and that makes me, my emotions, the tragedy of it, that makes me feel like unheimlich. Unheimlich. I just don't like that feeling. Like if I know it was something I did, like these parents who probably don't. Oh, you have to question: Is it something that I did? Right. What did I do? Where did I go wrong? What was the moment? I feel like every serial killer's parents who weren't bad themselves probably feel so. Yeah, who weren't you know sexually abusing them or beating the Mm -hmm. shit out of while they were drunk out of their minds. Yeah. And then I just have some movies movies. with some bad kids. So (laughs) I had forgotten about this movie completely, but The Bad Seed, Mm -hmm. this little girl beats a fellow classmate to death with her tap shoes because he got a better score on a spelling test. That's how like the movie starts. (laughs) And doesn't she kill an adult? Yes. A teacher, I think. Yeah, a teacher. Yeah. So just that's where kind of this and she was like blonde hair and pigtails. She's she's one of those that like lures you in. She's right. She's no Samara. She's extra innocent. Yeah. Extra sweet to get what she she wants. Yeah. And that's like about the bad seed. I know. When I read that, the bad seed. I was thinking of the good brother is yeah that it's, it's like the good, the good one or the good brother with macaulay culkin and what's his toes it's another famous kid uh, elijah wood yes uh, yeah yep anyways flipper go on that's what, that's I what I- <laughs> flipper. <laughs> not lord of the rings nope no flipper, no. flipper. <laughs> good night mommy great <gasps> yeah that's i wrote bad. down good night mommy too yep ashley gave me you gave me a list around Halloween when I was like, I, I want to watch scary yeah. movies I've never seen. That was one of them that you gave me. 
Good Night Mommy fucking rules. Yes. It is really good. It didn't get the best reviews because I remember I almost didn't watch it just based on reviews and I'm Which so glad I ignored it because I thought it was crazy. Yeah, it depends on kind of where you look at the reviews too because it's a foreign film. Yes. So it's not in English. Right. right. And Which I think that's why I watched it because I was yeah. taking everything with why people weren't liking mm-hmm. it. You had- that's why um, on Netflix where it's like these horror movies are so scary people turn them off before it, they even finish and it's all foreign movies. It's like people turn them off because they don't want to read the subtitles because they're subtitles. fucking mm-hmm. they can't read people are <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why they turn it off right. like veronica was not that lady. scary but it was in spanish so god forbid i finish this movie yeah but good night <laughs> mommy was an austrian horror movie and the plot of it listeners you have to check it out the plot is out. these two twin boys who live alone with their mother already unheimlich already yes. unheimlich <laughs> They live alone with their mother, kind of in a secluded house, like near a lake. Mm-hmm. And their mother, the movie begins with their mother coming home. She just had cosmetic plastic surgery and her face is wrapped up completely. All you can see is like her eyes and her mouth. And the little boys. Also unheimlich. Also yes. unheimlich. Oh, the yeah, whole she thing. looks very so like, strange. Why is it starting like this? It's yeah. Uh, and the little boys immediately think that it wasn't their mother that returned home from the hospital. It's, Who's under there? It's twisted. Yeah. So good night, mommy. Check yeah, it out. Check it out. Check it. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Clearly. Love it. Which is interesting from what we were talking about earlier, because she, she's not a super emotional child. No. It's literally just this. They're channeling through her. Mm-hmm. Well, and also she's not the antagonist in the movie. She's mm-hmm. not the she's not the killer. She's not the scary part. She's just mm-hmm. she's just kind of fucking creepy. Yeah, she's she also is. that little girl yeah. was creepy in general. Like I she mean, R.I.P. But oh, she yeah. had like that yeah. ice blonde hair and like big dead looking eyes. Like she was just kind of creepy mm-hmm. looking, uncanny. The Exorcist. We talked about the Grudge, mm-hmm. which the grudge. is you know the ring, the dark, the black eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dark hair. I mean, you can put a black stringy wig on anyone these True. days, and you're immediately like, Ugh. "Well, in our uh, episode six, Bloody Sophie, my friend Sophie Nee, who is Chinese, you know, she was like Chinese ghost man. Yes, fucking Chinese ghost. You put a little Chinese <laughs> kid in your bedroom at night. That's scary. Yep, I don't care. She was like, I scare myself in the middle of the night when I get up. <laughs> yeah, when I see myself in the mirror, I yeah. scream. I scream. It's scary. scary. <laughs> I have one. Do you guys remember? I fe- I honestly, I think that I'm the only person that's ever seen this movie. This was called Mikey. Came out in 1992. Starred Brian Bonsall, who was the lead in the movie Blank Check. Yes. That kid. I love that movie and I wanted to be that kid. Listeners, if you've seen this movie, write in and let me know because I honestly sometimes feel like I'm crazy and I made this movie up, but I'm not because I IMDb'd it today. (laughs) And Mikey was basically this homicidal child who just like kills everyone. He has this idea of the perfect family and he keeps getting passed along to different distant family members after the ones he lives with are mysteriously brutally murdered. (laughs) But he's like, Five, like he's like a little. A it's little before man. blank check. Like he's a little oh, little oh. kid. Okay. Basically, he's like this sweet little bubba until his parental figures deny him something he wants, or they try and punish him, and then he like murders the shit out of them. Mm. And it's not great. It's a very bad movie. But I watched it probably a thousand times when I was little. Oh I feel like gosh. that's a metaphor for parenthood. When you have a crazy toddler, like yeah. you feel like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, if you, when you deny like, them oh. anything, they're going like, to just. Josie, you can't have another party. yogurt bite. And I'm like, oh shit. Here oh, comes shit. the maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you can have another yogurt bite. Right. Here you are. Yeah, it's definitely an allegory for something. I don't know what right. that something is. A parallel to parenthood in some way. And like, once horror. again, everyone's ignoring that this is happening because clearly, oh, how did that like, whole oh, the family. Kid like, yeah, it's do like, it. oh, this whole family got murdered. And then, like, We're the next family got it. murdered. And it's like, this kid's so unlucky. I know. Right. Also, constant, these murders are unsolved. Him. We should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. It is late. Wilder needs to go to sleep. Yeah, he 
He's a fussy man. He's a Sorry, fussy everyone. little turd. Um, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Huge thank you to Julia for joining us on Thanks the show for having today. Me. Bucket list for sure. Yeah, we've been uh, talking about this episode for well, not this particular episode because we weren't sure what we were going to talk about, but having you yeah, on yeah. the show for <laughs> a very long yes. time. My dream. <laughs> My dream is My come dream. true. I was like, um, how am I going to get to California just to be on a podcast? How can <laughs> how I justify that? All the way to California just <laughs> to be on the My show. nephew. There we go. That was the plan for your parents, your whole family. They mm-hmm. were like, we got to get Lauren pregnant so we can all go out to California. Yep. Yes. That was it. <laughs> Take a vacation. Thank you so much for listening and sticking <laughs> with us through sickness and health, pregnancy and new motherhood. We love you so much. Love you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weird Cast. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast to find ways that you can donate to the show and get newsletters and bonus episodes of our show we have t-shirts tote bags hoodies buttons patches magnets and more at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast so check that out if you want to buy some merch julia what's our sign off today kids be scary yo (laughs) (laughs) kids be scary yo and keep it weird keep it weird